0: Hello, this is Todd O'Brien, your host, and welcome to Evolve the Entrepreneur
1: Mindset. My name is Garv Dhar. My superpower is connecting everyone, everywhere,
0: 24-7.
1: I'm feeling awesome right now about being an entrepreneur in the Middle East and Africa.
0: Today is a global fintech influencer and the CEO of Marshall, the Middle East leading technology solution for payments across different industries. He has personally invested in, advised, and mentored hundreds of budding entrepreneurs to become success stories. He is a United Arab Emirates Indian advocate. He was born and raised in Dubai. He owns restaurants and bars, drives really kick-ass cars, and is an all-around great guy. Please welcome to the show, Gaurav Dar. Hey, Todd. Thanks a lot. It's great to be here. It's really great to have you here. You and I lived in Dubai at the same time, but you've been here much longer. You were born and raised here. Yeah, I was I was born here, so I have a little bit of a head start on you, bro. Yeah, just a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. I have a little bit of a head start of life on you. Yes, but, you do. Yes, you do. have a head start on Dubai. <laughs> you know, Dubai is an amazing place, and I loved working here with entrepreneurs, but Dubai has has gotten better about this, but in the past have really had this sort of failure is not an option type of thing. And I just wonder how being an entrepreneur, how you've helped adopt this Silicon Valley failure is
1: okay mentality here in Dubai. Well, you know what? I, I didn't have it. Uh, failure wasn't an option for me either, mm. starting out. And because I was working in a in a family business, I had a big head start. I kind of cheated, but I had the yeah. privilege of cheating and having that leg up, right? And I acknowledge that uh, every day uh, because it's important. It's very tough. Mm. It's very tough to be an entrepreneur because failures is extremely frowned upon here people think success comes very easy from you know new businesses new ideas but they don't which is why the fact that this region has started to learn that failure is an option is a great achievement in itself it's it's going to take some more time but they've acknowledged it they've understood that innovation comes from repeat failure by doing the same thing again and again or perhaps rehashing what's already out there. People said change was coming. I can now say, fast-forwarding three years later, change is here. The Silicon Valley mentality to come back out here to the region and try and put that out here, you got to have a Middle East and Africa sort of twist on it. The pieces are moving into place with government infrastructure, initiatives, and, and recognition of programs and, and corporates, working with these uh, institutions and organizations. It's a golden... Yeah. To be out here in this region. Two quick follow up questions on what you said. One is
0: you said that failure wasn't an option for you. Mm. I'd love for you just to unpack that in 30 seconds
1: and then I'll ask you another question. Yeah, sure. So, so, so first of all, you have an established family business. If you take risks outside and you fail, uh, it seemed failed as the whole institution, the whole institution would be frowned upon. Look at what they've done. They've they've gone and they've experimented and they've done something. They failed. Equals, they will always fail. Uh, mistakes are quickly swept up under the carpet or allocated to uh, inexperience or or age or not knowing better. From that standpoint and that view, what people don't realize is. Is When businesses were built here back in the 70s, 80s and 90s, there was very few people doing very few things. The opportunity now for many people doing many things inevitably will lead to failures. Not everyone can win. And now there's critical mass. And now with the advent of the Internet, everyone has information. So before in a closed market with Mm -hmm. very few opportunities, with few players and very little information, market dominance in any industry was a foregone conclusion mm. so that's why the impression of failure was extremely unknown or unheard of mm. so therefore if you failed even though all those factors i've just mentioned have changed you were still looked upon as failure yeah because the institutions or people that had founded success stories mm. didn't have those challenges before mm. now it's changed so failure is something that people have to learn so yeah. that's why the ecosystem is changing. Yeah, It's a generational shift. I would say it's almost two generations or three <laughs> generations of shifts happening, yeah. uh, not, not just one. I'm sure it's been really interesting to watch that as
0: well. And you, you did say something about Silicon Valley mentality coming back to Middle East and Africa
1: with a twist. What is the twist? The culture of Silicon Valley to consume change, to give change a chance, to adopt change, to learn About change at a consumer level, at a financial institution level, at a government level, at a regulation level. People are willing to try and change. In the Middle East and Africa, change isn't always about what is needed or what is wanted. There's a lot of stronger cultural roots which are ingrained in the various societies and ecosystem Mm. of people. It's just the way it is. Yeah. It's just different cultures. It's with food. It'll be with spending habits. It'll be yeah. with saving habits. It'll be with travel habits. It'll be with uh, domestic habits. All of these things are different. So that's why it has to have that twist. Uh, and what I mean by is just taking into account the trends of the local culture to adopt the speed of change of all of these habits and, and you know, education and understanding of how these things will affect the ecosystem for their good. So it's not about whether something's good or bad. It's they like to move at their own pace. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is about the entrepreneur mindset.
0: And I would love to hear from you when you think about the mindset behind an entrepreneur, what resonates with you? What comes up for you behind that? Um,
1: Relentless. I think uh, whenever I think about an entrepreneur, I think about someone just being relentless The most successful people I've ever seen are people who just refuse to take no for an answer. Yeah. They refuse, and let me put that into context. They're happy to get no for an answer when someone other than an individual has told them no. Hmm. Whether it's market forces, whether it's a price point for your product, whether it's the speed or UX or UI of your you know, your MVP, then an entrepreneur says, someone else told me no, but with a valid reason, and I learned from it, and I've changed and I pivoted. So being relentless to learn is what I associate with an entrepreneur. Just never give up. You just never, 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 never give up. And if you do give up, it's a different shade of gray. And I think that's how entrepreneurs survive. They always are willing to risk reputation for their own satisfaction of understanding whether they were right or wrong not on an individual basis a mentor telling you you were wrong and a mentor telling you to think differently right that's it just being relentless yeah never giving up just always pursuing waking up every day day in day out and just charging forward with that same energy where they can sum it up from i don't I think, know. You know and i've asked yeah. myself that on many days is you know, you go through a day and you don't understand how you went through it, but you just do it. Yeah. I tell you, you can look back on certain points in your career and you're like, wow, I yeah. didn't know I had it in me to do that. And that in itself is another way of being human, I yeah. think. It's it's fantastic. It's a different skill.
0: I love what you're saying because it's mindset is really about setting the right intentions for yourself on a daily basis and you even referred to this saying daily i don't know how i get up sometimes and just do this but it's about setting these intentions and like and maybe you set intentions and didn't even subconsciously set intentions but setting them consciously really gets you raises the bar and i just wonder how this is reflected
1: in your own story intention morphs as your experiences change and as you learn i would say the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that consume the most information and are aware of their surroundings. Being honest with your role, your capability sets, and understanding your ecosystem are vital. You might be a founder, but you might not be CEO material. Mm. You might be uh, the accountant, but you're not CFO material. You might understand What pieces need to go together, but you might not be the person to orchestrate. You can just keep going through all of this, but understanding your relevance, understanding the intention of how you can morph those Mm. and being true to yourself Mm. is, is the best way to do it. So my intention kept changing every five years in my career. When I first joined my family business, my intention was to make my family business the best one that was out there in its category. Uh, five years later, my intention was to learn more about the software aspects of my business. Five years after that, you know, I wanted to learn more about all the processes, the hardware, software, and solution sets. Mm-hmm. The context of all of those was attached to revenue goals, was attached to market goals, expansion, foundation sets... So you keep evolving as a person, the more you learn. And it's only once you manage to stitch together the relevant parts of your own ecosystem and where you fit in it, can you really become a masterful entrepreneur? Because then when you know how the pieces fit, you can genuinely make anything happen. Hmm. Um, You can be successful at any project you put your mind to. Either you're an entrepreneur or you're not. (laughs) <laughs> and it's okay if you're not and it's also okay if you are. Yeah. You're not a, you're not less of a person because you're not an entrepreneur and you're not more of a person because you're not. You know, either which way, it is a mindset. Uh, being an entrepreneur really is something you should you should test. Are, am I an entrepreneur or not? And it's not a bad thing to to fail as an entrepreneur. Doesn't mean you're not an entrepreneur, it means maybe you didn't learn fast enough or fail fast enough. There are different things too. There there are many entrepreneurs out there that get it wrong three or four times before they hit the big one. And that's where, you know, the whole idea of being relentless comes from. Yeah. Because you have to be more than yourself to be an entrepreneur. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't give it up for the world. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone back in time and done anything differently. It's, It's been tough, but man, it's been unreal.
0: We have had some interesting conversations today. Mm -hmm. I like conversations.
1: They're great to talk, but it's also great to listen.
0: That's a hard skill.
1: And I got to be honest, not everyone in my life is a great Uh listener.
0: Okay, time to go deeper.
1: My boyfriend. (laughs) I would consider it selective listening or selective hearing, rather.
0: I think you're not alone in the relationship world.
1: I'm clearly not alone because... Something incredible called Listenly exists. And that proves that I am not alone. So Listenly allows you to have a listening session with a mindfulness practice practitioner. How would you use Listenly?
0: I'm an introvert. Oh, you are. And sometimes I get in my tunnel for a long, long time, and after is when I really want to be listened to. Because then I have all these ideas and I have all these thought processes. I process things about myself. Right. So I could use Listenly, and I could get a discount. We have a discount. It's welcome 20 is the code that you enter and you get a uh, a discount of your first session with Kyle and she's offered this to us. So check her out at listenly.co You were really yourself put to the test in the fact that you're a second generation entrepreneur and your father started this business and wildly successful all over the Middle East and You come in behind him to really test whether you're an entrepreneur as well, too. And I just wonder how your own mindset played out in this.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, that was extremely tough. I mean, very big shoes to walk in, uh, very big shadow to sit in for a while. Uh, And I can tell you, not just from my perspective, I can tell you that any family business around the world, and and I've done it with people that have had case studies done on them by Harvard and Mm. Stanford and other people, family businesses. Second generations usually are designed to destroy um, Mm. family businesses. They say the first generation makes it, the second generation breaks it, and the third generation rebuilds it. Mm. Or it could be that the first generation does it, the second generation carries it forward, and then the third generation just disappears and it's gone. So I was second generation, technically speaking. But uh, in this region, being a second generation entrepreneur by default has a lot of negative connotations to it. Proving your worth in a business that already has a track record is extremely tough. It took me about 10 years to learn the business and then it took me five years to understand the next phase of the business. It takes seven years to be an overnight success. <laughs> you know, it's 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 that sort of ethos. I've been working yeah. on stuff for about six or seven years, learning, uh, carrying things forward, building up, and now, yeah, the next generation is going to come forward. I can tell you very clearly that over the last six years, we've refused six acquisition offers mm-hmm. uh, of our family business, and we have grown progressively. Every year since. So first you have to look after the farm before you can, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure you're, you're going out and buying another one or doing or growing another one or starting another business. So I think it took, it's taken 15 years, (laughs) 16 years, Uh, but I'm there (laughs) And, and hopefully I can help other people too. I love seeing good people with genuine intention who are willing to take risks on themselves, take on responsibility and succeed. I put money behind these people too, not yeah. just time. Yeah, cars, chocolates—not nothing to do with fintech. Putting money into those guys too. You know, I it's, yeah. it's 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 fantastic. And if you'd asked me if I'd be doing something like that 15 years ago, I'd said you'd be—you're crazy. Yeah, you're dreaming. But here we are. So you stole my thunder a little bit. Because oh, no.
0: <laughs> I was going to pivot us to cars right now because you and I both love cars. Oh, but boy. the risk of this becoming a car podcast, which uh, yeah. it can't, we share this passion of cars. Yep. You have some kick-ass cars, Thank as you, I brother. mentioned in the beginning. Thank you. And I've ridden in one of those cars with you, particularly that you invested in yeah. a company here in Dubai. Yeah. You have the actually first model of I this do. car. I and do. I just, I wonder, what do you love about cars? Very short sentence, (laughs) which could go on for hours, Yes, that's okay. I'll be brief. I'll be brief. And what really sparked you to make this investment in this company?
1: So I I invested in the car more than I, well, I kind of invest in the company, but I'm not on the cap table. So you can say so, but why do I love cars? I guess they're the most amazing sort of time machines. They're the most amazing kind of isolated experience with pure focus. So some, some people, I don't know go running in a marathon some people uh swim out to sea uh, some people go paddleboarding for me it's the car and the road and you know whether it's a 27 ford Hawk rod or a 60 triumph or or you know the old testarossa or the Gianarelli. yeah they just all have this uncanny zooming into a pinpoint uh, of, of focus and escape everything else just disappears it's beautiful there's nothing like it yeah so I love it I love That's it it's probably something you need with all the work and yeah. stuff that you do to have that my, that release too. well my wife encourages me she tries to throw me out of the house every weekend so uh, <laughs> most you, guys
0: would die for that by the way <laughs> yeah no,
1: yeah. When you, when you get a thank you note from the government of Dubai's transportation and energy sector for being eco-friendly driving a Ferrari Testarossa because you drive it so little (laughs) You know, something's a bit wrong. You got to give the car a little bit more uh, time on the tarmac and, you know, on the road. So, but coming back to Generali, that was a shocker. I'll never forget. Those guys uh, featured on uh, Top Gear. I saw it on Top Gear and it said, uh, you know, because I have these Google alerts, cars in Dubai. And I saw this on the web and I was like, holy hell, I got to get in touch with these guys and figure out there's a car being made in Dubai. I'm like, that's my dream yeah oh my god how much does it cost where is it everything i gotta find out so i harassed these guys for three weeks on a daily basis i sent (laughs) them an email every day i sent i call them every day instagram facebook snapchat every day and i'm like i have to meet you guys i have to meet you guys i have to meet you guys and they reluctantly after three weeks said okay (laughs) please stop stalking us come by So I went to their factory, which is in Jadaf, which is the boat building yard, because one of them is a boat fabricator, uh, expert in fiberglass and carbon fiber. And I opened the door and the factory was, there was nothing. It was, they were putting it together and it was just CAD drawings, but they had a chassis, half a chassis finished on a wooden block, a crate. And they're like, listen, we weren't ready. That's why we weren't answering everything to you, but you've been (laughs) harassing us for so much and you want to chat, here we are. Here's half a chassis, now what do you want to do? And I was like, this is great. <laughs> you have half a chassis. And I sat with the co-founders. Um, one designed the Lycan Hypersport, uh, the W Motors car, the car that jumped the buildings in Fast and Furious. Yep. And the, the Fenyer that came after that. So he was the designer for them. And the boat builder, Frederick. So, and then Anthony Generali is where the car mm-hmm. name came from, Generelli. Um And then I, I sat with them for four hours. Talking about the car, talking about the dimensions, where they were going to build it, what they were doing, what their experience was, what their vision was. Four hours, nonstop, speaking to these guys, felt like five minutes. Hmm. And then I was like, I'm in. And they went, what do you mean I'm in? I'm like, I'll give you the deposit now. And they were like, you're serious? I'm like, yeah, not only that, I'll introduce you to all my friends. I'll introduce you to all the car circle. Uh, I don't want any commissions. I don't want anything. I just want to promote this project and support entrepreneurs. Because... Hmm. It needs to happen. Someone needs to scream and shout about this. There's a car being made in Dubai. Yeah, come on. I mean, everyone's got to. Yeah. Come on. We got to make this work. Is you got to be proud of this? You know. That's why it says I'm in i I'm in, in made in India and made in UAE ad, advocate mm-hmm. because I don't want the UAE. I mean, I'm I'm fond of this place because this is my home. I was born here, uh, you know, and this is my home as far as I'm concerned as well, and in in India too. So if it's made in the UAE, I mean, come on, let's build it here and send it to the US. Let's send it to Italy. Let's send a sports car to Italy. You know, why do we have to keep importing <laughs> exactly cars? That mentality has to change at some point, right? Yeah. The mentality of this region has always been, let's import stuff and just resell it. Hmm. But if you're going to be um, igniting that spark of entrepreneurship and innovation here, you got to create, but you got to back it up too, right? I'm hoping that there are people out there who will support people like me to do this because that's the only way things are actually going to change it's the only way you're going to see all the students who are educated here who have PhDs and not go abroad Mm. you're going to see them say what's that twist because I know the local culture and I know the local ecosystem better than someone from the outside looking in yeah and now that I have this great education and I have this great experience of maybe working abroad or seeing how other cultures work or formats and my eyes are open a bit broader with a global experience. How can I do something here? How can I innovate here? How can I start something here? Why not? You know, I'm not Mr. Moneybags by any means or, you know, but I'm not a struggling entrepreneur. Uh, you know, yes, I'm an established businessman, but I think if I try and set the trend The people who have more than me, I hope, will follow in that sort of thing and do it in their own way. I'm not saying they have to do it, invest in car companies or, you know, protein bake shop and chocolate Mm -hmm. truffle companies. Maybe they do it with the flying vehicles. Maybe they do it with, I don't know, nanotech. Maybe they do it with solar. Let them do it in their own way. But I hope they do it because that's the only way change is going to happen, where people will create more than just consuming. And that's the shift needs to happen, right? Yeah. Very wise words. I just could not have said it any better myself. Yeah. Trying, man. <laughs> really, Trying. really appreciate you taking the time to come hey. over and be on the on the episode. And thanks so much. Hey, it's 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 like I said in the beginning. It's a uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I haven't seen you for a long time. If there are uh, entrepreneurs or business people out there who who want to reach out, they can reach out to you and and grab me anytime. And I'm happy to connect people to people. Just good people doing good things. That's okay by me. Yeah. That's great. Thanks yeah. so much. Well, any bodies